In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Normally we would be reading the Gospel of the paralytic because of the of the great Lent readings. And so today, uh, because today is the 29th of the month of Barmhat, because it's a feast day, which is the feast of the Annunciation, so the rites of the Annunciation or the feast, they are... Uh, they overtake or they supersede the rites of of the Lenten rites. <clears throat> so that's why today you heard the gospel reading of the Annunciation instead of the reading of the of the paralytic. But nonetheless, we can still uh, reflect on the gospel reading today, even if it's how we can reflect on it uh, for our fast, for even the Lenten fast, and. The part of the gospel that I want to reflect on today is uh, Archangel Gabriel, who was, as we know, he was tasked to speak to St. Mary, and he had also stood before Zacharias about the birth of St. John. And some things that I want to meditate on today about Archangel Gabriel are some characteristics, and those characteristics are his purpose, what was his purpose, how did he understand his purpose, and his authority as, as an angel, as an archangel, and what that means for us, and also the, the characteristic of clarity that Archangel Gabriel had when he stood before St. Mary. Sometimes when we think about purpose, our purpose, or our role, or what we are striving for in our life, we think about this a lot and we start to ask God to reveal that to us. And sometimes when we feel like we haven't fulfilled a certain purpose, or that we're not working towards a certain purpose, sometimes we might lose motivation in in the things that we do. We may have low energy in the things that we do, and not even just in those aspects of life, for example, purpose in, you know, or, or uh, talents or purpose in, in career or in uh, sp- the spiritual life, in my, in my canons or uh, in raising my children or whatever the case may be, uh, we may start it may start to trickle into that and we lose motivation because we are we feel like there's something that um, that I'm missing or that I'm not fulfilling something that I'm called to be fulfilling and so we see something about uh, Archangel Gabriel and if we read the beginning of the passage we read in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. So he was very specific in his timing. uh, And he knew his responsibility. And not just that, but, and I will reflect reflect on this a little bit later, but that there was a joy in his service. There was a joy in the responsibilities that that he had as an archangel. So, 
Um, in God's plan, we find that Archangel Gabriel knew or must have known that the Annunciation would come. That it wasn't, it wasn't simply go and tell her this. But that his response was an immediate response. That when, when God told him to go and to fulfill a task or to fulfill something, he does it immediately. Um, the relationship between God and Archangel Gabriel is a reflection of even the relationship that we are supposed to have with God and also the relationship that we should have even with the heavenly creation, with the angels and the saints. Because if we remember that the angels, just like us, had a period of free will in which many unfortunately denied God and many stayed with Him. And the, those who stayed with God didn't stay with Him simply out of, by threat or by fear. Because then why would have so many demons have fallen? But it was because they desired to please Him. They recognized the participation in a relationship with God. A participation with the Creator. When Gabriel visits Mary, he says, and we read it in the scripture, like with exclamation points, right? Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. When someone does something out of, by force, or without their own will, they don't go and do it with excitement. We don't do things against our will with excitement. But we see that Archangel Gabriel in his in his responsibility and in his purpose and in his role that he was joyful in this participation with his creator. So we ourselves we each have our gifts, we each have uh, the things that identify us and sometimes our role or what we are called to do or our purpose could be one thing, could be five things, could be a hundred things. But each of us is called to fulfill something. And sometimes in our spiritual life we have to we, we try to measure what how many things can I offer before God? Versus that when I offer something to God that I offer to Him wholeheartedly. So if my task or if I have a gift or I'm called to comfort others or to teach a hymns class or to do a certain service or to visit someone, then it's not how many things am I doing for God, but am I, what, am I, what I am offering, am I offering it to Him wholeheartedly with joy? just as Archangel Gabriel expressed when he went to St. Mary. So, the question is, is even in heaven and on earth, and Archangel Gabriel who is in heaven at the time of the Annunciation, 
do we, is there an actual participation with God? Is it an actual participation or is, is it simply that God tells the angels or tells us what to do and then we just do it? Because sometimes we say like these expressions like, well, we don't want God to be upset. So we have to make sure we follow these, these commandments. As if there's no participation with God, even at, as the archangels. But we hear many stories, and one story that I think about is the story when Mother Irini uh, was in the middle of an operation and she was clinically dead, and the nuns were in the at the convent praying to that Mother Irini survives the operation. And Mother Irini, at the time, she had an experience in which she was outside of her body and she was in heaven and her intercessor, which was Abu Sifin or Saint uh, Philopatir Mercurius, and <clears throat> she, she stood before Christ. And he said, the first thing he said is, don't be upset because you're going to go back. Right? Because this is, of course, Mother Irini, she's experiencing heaven she would love to just stay. This is what she lived for. And so, um, so she said, or so Christ said, as St. Philopater was standing next to Christ, because he escorted Mother Irini to, see, to visit Christ. And Christ said that, I can't bear the tears anymore of the nuns. I can't bear their tears anymore. And... Abu Sufyan, because he shed his blood for my sake, I don't know how to say no to him. So, again, is there a participation with our Creator? Is there a participation in our spiritual life? Not simply that we are being, uh, that we are, are slaves out of fear, or that because I don't want to go to hell or that I have to fulfill certain requirements, but that we see that our spiritual life is a participation. Um, even if we look at the relationship between God and the angels, did God listen to the angels? Because even if we remember when Christ was uh, during the um, when he was in the wilderness, did not the angels come and minister to him? When he was in Gethsemane and he was weeping, and he was in fear of or had anxiety about what was to come, the death on the cross, was it not that the angels came and spoke to him and comforted him and strengthened him? And even in the liturgy, is there not? Is there not a participation with God and us even through the angels that at the end when the priest throws the water, he says, Oh, the angel of this sacrifice, flying up with this hymn, remember us before the Lord. So is this not a participation? Even um, if God is so powerful that he can do all these things, that he himself c 
can come and receive the sacrifice. Or that he can strengthen himself. Or God the Father strengthens Christ. Or the Holy Spirit. No, it was the angels. Then why, why have angels? Why have a creation? If God is able to do everything on his own. But it's to remind us that there is a participation with humanity, with the angels, that with all creation there is a participation. And I wonder that, you know, how long has the participation even been, have been with Archangel Gabriel and God? How much of God's revelation to St. Mary and to Zacharias and to even all of us came from the participation of Archangel Gabriel and that God permitted certain things to be done. Because I'm sure that whenever Archangel, when God told Archangel Gabriel to even uh, visit Zacharias, that he knew, he knew about the visit that was to come in the next six months. The Annunciation to St. Mary. Because how would he have known to prophesy about him being the, the one to prepare the way for the Lord. How would he have known that prophecy had he not known what was to come? So, it isn't about God saying to the angels and saying to even humanity, you just do this, just do what I say, but know that there is a participation even even if we think about the two basic commandments that Christ has said, which is to love Him and to love our neighbor, right? That is, yes, to follow His commandments, but to participate in the commandments, to participate with Him by loving my neighbor. So, our purpose isn't about that I have a certain career, that I have a certain service, that I have a certain function. It's that I participate with God in all things. That what I what I is presented to me or what I am called to do, that I participate with God in it. And I and I offer it to Him wholeheartedly. Again, not trying to quantify all the things that, that I feel I'm called to do or what I'm doing, but that I offer it wholeheartedly. Again, this come, this is for everything in our life. Whether raising children, whether working, whether, you know, as, as a spouse, even, even if I serve as a, a, a father or a mother or a husband or a wife wholeheartedly, that even that is a beautiful offering to the Lord. Not that we're call, not called to do much more, but that what I'm doing, what I prioritize is how I use this as an offering to God with joy. The other characteristic that we find about Archangel Gabriel is that he has authority. Um, if we remember when he was before Archangel, when he was before Zacharias and Saint Mary, and their responses were pretty similar. Right, they they were kind of questioning what this message meant, what this was. But Archangel Gabriel 
didn't do anything to St. Mary, but he muted Zacharias, right? But maybe we can think about, about why. And I don't want to reflect too much on, on that, but, you know, Zacharias was, was married. He was a priest. He was the only one that was in the temple. He was the one that represented, that, that um, was the mediator for the people, Right, there should not, and he was one of the ones who he, who was praying for his wife to bear a child. And so, if he if he had a child, there wouldn't have been an issue in the community either. No one would have said anything. But this is why that when Gabriel spoke to Zacharias that this was unacceptable. That there's no reason for you to be doubting. That this was a gift. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Archangel Gabriel had petitioned to to go and and stand before Zacharias, and he said, "You know, look at the gift that you had, and 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 you doubted." But with Mary, he was a lot more gentle because she was young; she was a virgin, so and there would have been questions from the community. So Archangel Gabriel had a certain authority that he he expressed compassion. But he also used his authority with Zacharias. And he said, he didn't say the Lord, like the Lord is, go- is muting you now because of what you said or how you responded. No, this was from the authority of Archangel Gabriel, his authority to mute Zacharias. So um, we can use the this meditation on the authority of Archangel Gabriel, even in our own spiritual life. We can't mute others, as maybe as much as we would want to do that, but um, what we do have is, and we hear this in the liturgy, we have the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. We have authority over evil. We have authority over the things that sometimes we feel take over our lives. Sometimes we have a struggle that consumes us. Whether it's a passion or a sin or maybe a difficult a difficult time in my life. We have authority that these things don't bring us down. That th- these things don't, don't separate us from the grace of God. That these things don't cause us to lose joy and peace in our spiritual life not just in our relationship with God, but even in our relationship with others. And so the last uh, characteristic I want to reflect on is clarity. In, in Archangel Gabriel's conversation with Mary, he's very transparent with her. And he says things that even she can't fully comprehend, but... Again, Mary accepts it because she she accepts that she is a servant of the Lord and that she accepts what she is called to do. And the clarity was that even for Mary, that she didn't understand, but what was clear was that she was called to do something and that she would she would fulfill that which she was called for. And also, Archangel Gabriel was also very clear 
that even whenever he rebuked Zacharias, he explained why. He explained that you doubted me in the presence of the Lord. That God is present and fills all things. He is present everywhere. And He is present in my purpose. He is present in my works. So when Archangel Gabriel stood before them, God was present as well. And so this clarity... Um, allowed the way for uh, for a certain boldness that even we can look at as a reflection even in our own spiritual life. Um, when we live in a world, especially a world in which the world doesn't necessarily uh, accept that one subscribe to a faith in that we don't see, nor do we fully understand. But when I participate with God in faith, then I receive clarity of what I am called for, of how I am called to live. Even Archangel Gabriel, I don't know if it was even fully clear to the angels the magnitude of the creation, the magnitude of the creation of humanity, or the magnitude of the incarnation and the crucifixion and the resurrection. So maybe there is mystery, not even just for humanity in the Annunciation and the Incarnation of Christ, but all the creation. And so we have to be clear or strive to be clear in our faith. Not clear in the sense that I know all things or that I gain a certain sense of knowledge, but that I am clear that I have nowhere else to go that God, He is the way, and that He is the truth, and that without Him, that I have no life. Uh, there is this, another story of uh, Tamavi Rini, when a nun appeared to her, she was living, and the nun who had departed already, came to, um, came to Tamavi Rini, and she was giving. She gave her multiple messages and and uh, s- services or messages from God. And one of them, she said that, "Tell the people to be careful with what you guys call like the white lies or kind of like beating around the bush." And she said that. We th- and and Tamavirini responded and says, "Isn't this wisdom, though? Like, if I'm speaking to someone, that I try to be very careful with how I tread and how I speak." And she said, "No, this is this is worldly wisdom. But Christ is very bold, and He's very clear. So sometimes." 
Yes, and I understand that even in, in the workplace we can't speak about certain things. But when I'm presented with something that in all things I'm clear, I'm clear about my faith, I'm clear about my way of life, I'm clear about that which is right for me and that which isn't right for me. So Gabriel, he provided clarity that he is a messenger of God. And he was able to express to St. Mary God's plan. And why? Because he was clear and he had a participative relationship with, with God. And again, this doesn't mean that when I'm clear or about, about my relationship with God or about my faith or about my life, and what my purpose is, which is to participate in a relationship with God and to express it with joy, it doesn't mean that every time I'm speaking about Christ, right? Like we said, even in the workplace, it's not about speaking about Christ. When someone says hi and it's like, I'm the son of Jesus, right? No, but that there's a purpose in my, there's a clarity that even as a as a as a vessel and as a temple of the holy spirit in the world that i present christ or i am clear about my faith and my relationship with christ even in my actions how i treat someone with respect with honor with love with comfort with compassion with patience with endurance that when i reflect these virtues that christ taught us that that in itself is a clarity not just to myself but also a clarity to the world that I strive to be Christ-like and uh, to inherit the kingdom of God so we ask that the Lord gives us the will in order to uh, to feel our purpose in participating with him because of the authority that was given to us so that we are clear with ourselves and the world about our relationship with God. To Him be the glory both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. We want to thank you so much for listening to St. Basil's podcast. We hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers and we appreciate your support towards this podcast. St. Basil American Coptic Orthodox Church is looking to purchase a home and we would love for you to be a part of our community. We are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission, Orthodoxy in an American Context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website www.stbasil.net That's www.stbasil.net Or click on the link below and it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.